welcome to episode 53 of Instant Expertise Marketing. We greatly appreciate you listening in. Recently, Sherry and I shared the six common ways that your offer probably sucks in our last episode, actually. And although we did share the ways that you could fix that offer, we found out that many of you would actually like to see examples of offers that don't suck for reference. So we went ahead and pulled seven different offers from our great archive, along with a brief overview of what those offers would have looked like if they had sucked. And today we're sharing the first three of those seven offers. Mm -hmm. I'm Yvette Brown, co-founder of X Promos. I became an entrepreneur at 23 by starting a promotions agency with my then 29-year-old business partner, Sherry Nomadi. And I'm Sherry Nomadi. As you guys know, if you've been listening for a while, you know that Yvette and I approach business from really opposite ends of the spectrum, but we always do come to the same conclusions on how we help our clients succeed. And you may be wondering how we know what offers suck and what don't. And it's really pretty simple because most of our clients come to us for help after they've run one of those really sucky offers and it's been underperforming, and then they look to us to help. That's exactly right, Sherry. We typically use their experience and their budget parameters as benchmarks to then develop something that creatively connects to their brand. And we layer in these triggers that help entice the prospects to take action, to take the action that the client's looking for. That's right, and when we're done, we deliver these KPI crushing marketing offers that are based on a blend of science and super, super creativity. I think that's a great point, Sherry, is that it really is a, a, a blend of those two things, part science, part creativity. So let's go ahead and get to and it. And not mediocre creativity. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not creative for creative sake, for sure. Right. So anyway, in case you missed it, here are here's kind of a super quick overview of the six ways your offer probably sucks and how you can improve it. Okay, mm -hmm. real quick. Step one, align the offer to the prospect step in the customer journey. Don't do this and your offer is going to suck. Number two, be specific enough about your offer that it attracts your ideal customer persona and it repels everybody else. Number three, use tools to engage and drive stickiness. Number four, reinforce a key benefit of your product. Number five, give consolation prizes to non-winners when you're running games of chance. And number six, always add a deadline. Absolutely. That might be one of the most important things that people <sighs> overlook, I think. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's get right to some of these examples with KPI metric crushing offers. I know that's what you're here to hear today. Boom, here we go. Offer number one, use benefit analogies as a tangible reward offer. Now, ironically, it sounds much more complicated than it is. And in this example, we wanted to show you, talk about real quick, for Sage software, we delivered 150% above goal for a C-level 
ABM program that focused on business intelligence reporting. And if you guys know anything about BI, it is a sophisticated reporting that allows you to gain insights into your organization by viewing data instantly and from many different perspectives. To drive home this point, we created a direct mailer with an old school pedometer inside. Picturing that now? And the insert that we created explained the offer. And what we offered was an offer to the C-levels for a free Fitbit for taking a demo meeting. So to, to give you a little bit more uh, context around this, the comparison, the analogy, it was clear. Old school pedometers only count steps, just like your standard reporting only shows the basics. Mm -hmm. But business intelligence reporting shows you rich, detailed insights, just like a Fitbit. Right. Now, I'm just going to say it because I know everyone out there is thinking Fitbit, big deal. That's been around for a while. But no, because the timing does matter. When we launched this offer, Fitbit was like new. It was growing in popularity. They were actually hard to get back then. Mm, yeah. And it was considered the must-have tech gift for the holiday season. Everybody was searching for them in October. So we tapped into this really popular item that directly reinforced our message as Yvette just explained. And that's really the key. I mean, it's no wonder that Sage was able to conduct 190 C-level demos and exceeded their target business one. Mm -hmm. For this offer, so, so that's why it worked, okay? For this offer to suck, you basically just need to look at the rewards that are typically offered to high-level prospects in industries that will allow it, okay? Mm -hmm. It's not uncommon for B2B companies to offer rewards well over $100 to their high-value ABM prospects, right? Like think about tickets, events, like all the things that are kind of standard into the, the ABM toolkit. But in this case, the prospects saw that the reward, which was coveted at the time, was actually driving home a point instead of just being an attempt to buy their attention. And that's how you win an audience with a relatable reward. Let that sink in, guys. And now we're going to move on to offer number two. And that is offer a bonus that fills your ideal customer persona's need or desire. What happens when you, your target audience really, really wants that bonus? Well, in the case of Fleetwood Homes, you triple your target sales quota and celebrate the best-selling unit in the history of the company. We honed in on the key insights from Fleetwood about their audience to make this offer spectacularly successful. Their home buyers had previously responded very favorably when electronics were offered at a deep discount as upsells. Because Fleetwood has such great buying power, they were able to get electronics at about half the cost of retail. And you can see how that value proposition starts to pay out for everyone. Exactly. And so what we did is, um, you know, we le leaned into that key learning 
and suggested that they offer an entertainment package for free because this unit was already called the entertainer home. Okay. And we said, hey, let's level it up with this free entertainment package. So for a value of what was set at about $2,000 at the time, which Fleetwood paid less than half for that, everybody who bought this home unit actually got a flat screen TV, an Xbox gaming system, a DVD player, and a desktop computer. And they also got this little flip down TV thing for their kitchen, okay? So because our audience were home buyers who were cash strapped, like pretty much everybody is after buying a home, but they still desired the latest technology, the Fleetwood Entertainer home sales skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. And if you think about this kind of in a bigger context, if Fleetwood had offered a $1,000 rebate or even a $2,000 rebate, which would have been much more than, than what they actually paid for this offer, there's no way they would have moved the needle. And mm -hmm. the, the reason we know that is they've tried that before. Mm -hmm. But in this way, the buyers emotionally connected with the brand in a way that doesn't happen with cash. We gave them something they really wanted, that they coveted, and the results backed it up. Absolutely. So on to offer number three, which is don't overthink the obvious. <laughs> that sounds so simple, right? But sometimes marketers try to get too clever. Oh, and so in the true. process, so true. I know in the process, not only do they overlook the obvious, but their true message is really lost when they're getting too clever. So we really rolled with the obvious offer for Philips Media when we supported the launch of the Forrest Gump video release. Back then, there were a lot of video releases. <laughs> and we offered a free box of chocolates. If you're not familiar with the iconic Tom Hanks playing Forrest Gump, his most famous line in the movie was, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly right, Sherry. The biggest challenge in this one wasn't really the offer. Like it was super obvious. It was like, oh yeah, day one, the creative was done, but it was about the logistics and how we were going to deliver chocolate without melting. And we kind of spent more time brainstorming on that, ultimately negotiated a deal um, with a chocolate company to deliver gift certificates to people that bought the video, and then they could redeem those at the store. But that's a story for another day. As for the offer itself, at the time, most video DVD purchases were $5 rebates. That was pretty much the standard offer. I can tell you with certainty that a cash offer would not have enticed buyers in the same way that this engaging offer did because it was thematically relevant to the movie. And here we are years later and everybody pretty much still knows that famous Forrest Gump quote. That's exactly right, Yvette. That box of chocolates quote is still recognized and I think used today. People love to use it. Right, absolutely. Um, so anyway, those were three really big ideas. I hope that in a tiny way, we've already blown your mind just a little bit. So I kind of think we should stop there. Everybody, we've been trying to give you a lot to think about. And truth be told, that chocolate offers inspired me to go find a treat. <laughs>
Sounds like a plan event. Let's come back with four more KPI crushing offer examples in our next episode. Meanwhile, go grab a piece of chocolate. Awesome. But before we go, let me say this. As you consider your own offer, we want you to think about these three success stories we shared today. Okay. The first one used an analogy of a key benefit delivered in the form of a trendy, desirable reward. Second one leveraged an emotional need of the ideal customer persona. And the third one was just so iconic that it was obvious and it was easy. I know that sounds so easy, Yvette, but you might actually be confusing people right now. It does happen sometimes when I get off on that roll. But so here's my point, okay? Really important. There is no single way to develop an offer that works. But like so much of marketing today, it's really about making a connection with your audience. So in the next episode, we're going to share more different offers, four more to be exact, with the hopes that you're all going to open up your minds to the possibilities of how you can humanize your offer, connect it to your product, and drive better results. That's a bit clear. I think so, Yvette. Meanwhile, if you would like us to help transform your boring, kind of sucky offers into something really fun and compelling, naturally, we've got an offer for that. That's right, we do. Yeah, look for the details in the show notes or on our website at xpromos.com. Again, thanks for listening. Come back as we share more awesome offers to inspire your own next campaign. 